Get $96 in free extras from your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code MUGGLE when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. Because Tuesday is a very important day for all fans of the show. This is MuggleCast episode 63 for November 12th, 2006. Did you guys know Tuesday, November 14th, is National Pickle Day? I, I did not. I did. Really? Why not? It's like a big national holiday. Yeah. Actually, it's, sorry, it's Pickle Appreciation Day. Sorry, who creates this? Who, who, who creates this? don't need pickles uh, in Georgia. I don't know. I, Jamie, I don't know. I tried to look it up the and American I couldn't find any information society. on it. Someone emailed in um, and then I went on, uh, they gave me a link to a greeting card website. You know, you can send greeting yeah. cards for like holidays. And there was one for uh, Pickle Appreciation Day. So we'll provide the link in the show notes, and everyone can go send each other Pickle Appreciation Day e-cards. Which uh, via email. you'll all want to do, definitely. So Yeah, and please send some to mugcastsapp.mugnet.com. So I, I hope everyone is going to be celebrating. I know I am. Oh, yeah. And eating, with eating a lot of pickles. I will be eating various uh, assortment of pickles on uh, a day. Well, and yeah. I think Raise your hand like, if you like pickles. I'm raising my hand, Ben, over well, here. I'm half raising my hand. It's a love-hate thing. I hate them. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm kidding. I really hate the taste of them. They're bad. Like, when I get a hamburger, I just have it plain. Yeah, me too. Ketchup only. Yeah, ketchup. Ketchup only. Oh, no, I love pickles on my hamburgers. They're no, good. yeah, pickles on a cheeseburger that... I only eat pickles. Ben, are you the kind of person who goes to McDonald's and is like, yeah, please can I have a Big Mac, but please can I not have cheese, but please can I have extra mayonnaise, but please can I have no No, no, I pickles? say, um, can I, I go back and say, can I get a cheeseburger plane? Ben, then I find my own ketchup it later. It takes them significantly longer, though, Ben. I just course, course pull off the pickles. Speaking of McDonald's, we have a special new listener challenge later in the show that is going to change the way... Uh, we all visit McDonald's. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. Subway and just say, yeah, I'll have my usual. Um, I used to be able to, but like I haven't been, I haven't been to Subway in months. Really? <laughs> because I, I told people to stop sending me cards. I went I to Subway so in New York City. I love Subway. Well, yeah, you travel 3,000 miles to go to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of New York City, it's <laughs> the only segue I can think of. <laughs> Micah Tannenbaum is in our imaginary MuggleCast News Center with the past week's top Harry Potter news stories. 
Earlier this week, we reported that Michael Hoffman was slated to direct the Six Potter film. WB has now confirmed that this is not true. However, Production Weekly's latest issue contains information concerning Half-Blood Prince, including that David Yates is set to direct the film. While everyone should consider this a rumor for now, we heard that David has been in talks with WB. Emma Thompson, who plays Professor Sybil Trelawney, was interviewed on Jonathan Ross where she mainly discussed her new film, Stranger Than Fiction, while speaking a little about Harry Potter. A video of this appearance can be seen over at MuggleNet.com, and Emma also did interviews with Newsweek, USA Today, and made an appearance on The Ellen Show. Jason Isaacs, the Lucius Malfoy actor, appeared on the UK chat show this morning where he discussed the Potter films and mentioned that he finished filming his scenes for Order of the Phoenix last week. In a recent interview, Daniel Radcliffe was asked if he would be playing a death in movie 7, and he suggested that Harry might die in the final book. He was quoted as saying that's the only way J.K. Rowling could ever halt any call for her to keep writing the Potter books, because I mean if Harry survives, she'll just be getting plagued by requests to write an eighth book for the rest of her life. In celebration of their 60th publication anniversary, Time Europe reflected on the heroes that have emerged in the past six decades. Joe Rowling made the list, along with dozens of other inspirational figures. And according to a poll by hotel company Travel Lodge, Joe has the fifth biggest fan base in the United Kingdom. The Harry Potter author ranks behind Manchester United, pop star Robbie Williams, and the Liverpool Football Club. I hear Andrew is crying. You two didn't make the list. But Andrew, don't worry. This is, after all, a poll by a hotel company. As we reported last month, the American Library Association asked teen readers to vote for their favorite book as part of Teen Read Week. The association has announced the winners, and no doubt due to MuggleNetters voting, Half-Blood Prince topped the list. Leslie Phillips, voice of the Sorting Hat, joins the guest lineup for Collector Mania GMAX, scheduled to take place in Manchester, England, between the 18th and 19th of November. Jamie Waylett, who plays Vincent Crabb, and James and Oliver Phelps, who play the Weasley Twins, are also set to attend. Finally, there is no more waiting. The first copies of the book written entirely by MuggleNet staff are now being shipped by our partner Olive Ons. MuggleNet.com's What Will Happen in Harry Potter 7 can be ordered for just $15.84, shipping included. That's all the news for this November 12, 2006 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. All right, thanks, Micah. And uh, anyone who's wondering if that chipmunk voice was real that he did on the show last week, it is legit. Because Eric and I had him do it uh, in New York City when we were <laughs> did you really? out with him earlier this week. Yeah, <laughs> and he awesome. did it. I didn't believe him at first because I thought he might have just have done like a little like effect in Audacity or something. But now it's legit. Uh, not much news to discuss this week. Yeah, there's there were a lot of news stories, but none of them were really like you know discussion worthy. Here's something I found interesting. Uh, J.K. Rowling ranked number five in the top ten, I think it was, UK fan bases. Now, what what, what immediately struck me about this was that, wouldn't you think that Joe uh, probably has one of the bigger fan bases? Jamie, did you see this list? Because I wanted to ask you about it. No, I didn't. Who's number one? Lord of the Rings? No, no, these are like people. Star Trek? Oh, these are people's fan bases. Uh, The top... UK fan bases, uh, number one was Manchester United. What, what is Manchester United? Uh, that, that, that's a team. Yeah. Soccer that's a football team. team. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's a huge Football? Huge, what are you talking about? Team. They're soccer team. Oh, I'm football. sorry, Ben. Yes, it, it, it's a soccer team. It is massive. Uh, it is absolutely massive. Number two, Robbie Williams, who's a pop star? Yeah, he is. I don't know if I'd call what he has as a, a massive fan base. Is that the guy who plays Hagrid? No, that's Robbie <laughs> Coltrane, Ben. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, um, this guy does have a great deal of fans 
I mean, all of his concerts are sold out, you know, very, very, very early on. But I don't know. Who, who came How third? How about uh, Liverpool, FP, uh, Liverpool FC? Soccer club again. Liverpool Football Club. Soccer club again. They're, um, um, yeah, they all have huge... The football clubs do have huge uh, fan bases. Now, what about what about uh, something called Arsenal? What's that? One more football club. Sorry, a soccer oh. club. Oh my Jeez, god, these stupid. crazy sports fans! You football, can't even compare them. Football's massive. It's massive. Absolutely soccer massive. in the U.S. is not very big. No, at all. no, I know it's not. But no, yeah, like it's we hate it over here. We don't hate it. Some people. No, hate I hate it. it. It's too much like running. You. I can't. And then do there's Jakey Rowling and <laughs> number six. Really disappointed me. You too. Come on. Yeah. Well, no, you, I don't even understand why they're comparing that to, to you know, to kids <laughs> the, and, to soccer and clubs. to people who actually read, you know, and, 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 and you know, don't just uh, uh, drink and watch sports channel, you know? Well, I think yeah. that's a bit of a stereotype to make, you know, you can't say well, that all yeah, football oh, yes, fans it is. drink yes, it is. and just and, watch and, it. And forg- forgive me for, for making the stereotype if, never, if it's possible. But, but, <laughs> but I'm saying sports fans are quite a bit different from these kinds of fans, and I don't, I don't know, you know, it's not exactly like we don't like the same exact things. You know, I, I think it's like they should have done a list of uh, something different. I, I don't know. This poll was conducted by a uh, hotel. What's the over in England? Oh, well, they're well, they're experts. So, so uh, yeah, a hotel. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, it made the BBC so. It's somewhat newsworthy. I got another question for everyone. Who's going to see Happy Feet this Friday? I'm going to see um, Casino Royale. Yeah. Okay, but my question is, who's going to well, see Happy uh, Feet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to see you. Back to the original question. Uh, well, what's that movie going to be about? It sounds dumb. It's about penguins dancing on ice glaciers. And oh, that'll be, that'll be my it's number classic. one stop this An weekend. I'm classic. telling you that now. No, no, okay, but you know why I'm asking this. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know. I'll, I'll catch the trailer, Andrew. Attach the front of this. Eric, you work at Happy Feet, or you work at the movie. <laughs> he Feet. works gonna, at Happy Feet. He works on a glacier. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ben? Um, how long do you listen until we have a version online that someone sends in? I'm going to guess two minutes after Happy yeah. Feet. Yeah. Released. Okay, I'm going to go to the movie theater. I'm going to buy a ticket to a movie I actually want to see. Then I'm going to go into the previews of Happy Feet. And then, oh, <laughs> and then switch, to... yeah. 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 That's that's a good idea. I could have um, stop you. I could kick you out, Ben. Oh, could you? Because I'm going to go to Philadelphia's theater. theater. No, if you, came Redding, <laughs> if you came to Reading, Pennsylvania. If you came to my theater. Um, and we the trailer has been seen by a few people, and there's been some descriptions online, and what from what we can gather, they are pretty accurate. Uh, and have you guys read these? No. I read one. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, start starts with a uh, serious. Uh, don't tell something. me. You, spoiler policy. Quit. Spoiler. Yeah, don't, yeah, you you shouldn't say it to be honest. All right, all right. I won't. I won't. Never mind. Uh, starts with serious black talking. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And um, so I guess I'll be going to. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem worth it since we all know the drive, it's going to be online. No. Yeah, but we don't these days. But we don't condone watching it online if it's been leaked, do we, Andrew? Yeah. Well, no. I do because if oh, right. it's on YouTube, it's not allegedly, on allegedly, 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 allegly it's on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it shows up on like Apple officially, maybe the same day. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it could just do. seems it's easier it to put it out online WB, instead know. of like you know risking piracy. If they actually put it online, then they've beaten the pirates. <laughs> do people, right, right. Do you call people who pirate stuff pirates? Yeah. Internet pirates. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well, that doesn't sound right. 
Arr. I can't imagine. Well, neither does pirate. Pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. What but, is the uh, etymology of pirate? I mean, it's just <laughs> pirate. It's from the Latin pier, meaning steel, <laughs> and rate, meaning videos. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea. Rate. Folks, we haven't been kidding. Uh, MuggleCast t-shirts will no longer be sold after, uh, well, beginning January 1st, 2007. They're going out of style. So, not, oh no, they'll, they'll always be in style, but, um, the shirts, uh, we'll have to take them off the website January 1st. So, if you are thinking about buying a shirt, we urge you to purchase one now, because they are going to be selling out fast, <clears throat> and we hope to sell out our entire inventory. Of course, they help to support the show. And so, thank you very much. You know what we need? We need hoodies, and then we need to say, you know, keep yourself warm. This will be the last winter you'll have an opportunity to keep yourself warm or something. And, of course, you all you all need to buy one for your National MuggleCast Day coming this May. You mean MuggleCast t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> June. I always forget. Uh, and then, also, don't forget to vote for us on uh, Podcast Alley. We really need everyone's votes over there because we want to beat a little podcast called Keith and the Girl. Oh, yeah. And Who's the girl? There are these two, these two big dorks who <laughs> I don't think we can call anybody dorks. Well, yeah, it's a bit like us, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we are. No, we're not dorks. We podcast about nothing. We're, we're cool. Hey, also, also, now's the time to order MuggleNet.com's What Will Happen in Harry Potter 7? Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Falls in Love, and How the Adventure Finally Ends by Ben Shane, Emerson Sparts, Jamie Lawrence, Andy Gordon, That's and me. Gretchen Stoll. So Andy go Gordon pick it up. Is my pen name? <laughs> Shut so, up! It's not the tenth time. It's not. If you, if you would um, like me to sign it, just please send your copies to the PO box. Yes, remember this is going to be in your retail stores very soon. It's going to be in your bar- local Barnes and Nobles and Borders. However, if you want to pre-order it online, you can visit a MuggleNet. There's a link on the right side of the page. Um, yeah. Go ahead and pre-order. If you guys had pen names... Well, I would have Andy Gordon, because no, that yeah. is Really, name. would you have, Andrew? If you didn't... Okay, if you weren't Dan, Andy Gordon... Bono. Would, yeah. I would be Bono. Hey, hasn't someone used that before? I can't I can't remember who. I'm sure I've heard that. <coughs> ben, Paul. Ben, what would uh, you be? Bono. Paul Hewson. Yeah. <laughs> and let me ask you something. If I go to my bookstore, do I have to say to these people, I want MuggleNet.com's... What will happen in Harry Potter 7? Who lives, who dies, who falls in yes, love, and how will the adventure yeah, finally yeah, full title. Can word I just wrong. say, can I just say, what will happen in Harry you Potter 7? If you get one Harry word Potter wrong, 7. then they tell you they don't, don't have it. it. Yeah, you uh, have to get it precisely exactly. right with exactly the right pitch, intonation, and tone in your voice. And if you get it wrong, it sounds like a sellout can... book. Well, I should hope so. I should hope so, too. The Muggle Cast Variety Hour. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um,. Little announcement here. Uh, the week of New Year's, it should be like New Year's Eve, I think. I don't know. And I'd, I'd have to consult a calendar. But um, that last week of uh, the year, we will be having a special MuggleCast variety show that is going to be made up of segments and musical stuff made entirely by the audience. And everyone might remember that we had a segment contest where uh, listeners would create their own uh, MuggleCast segments, and we used about five of them. We ran them for five weeks, uh, but we didn't. We have like 20 to 30 more that we never use, so we're going to use a few of those. And we've been getting a lot of different submissions lately, like little songs, uh, like little MuggleCast remixes of like of discussions we've had. So I'm going to save all of them for this variety show. So what I'm asking, what we're asking here, is for everyone to send in 
any remixes or segments that you've ever had an idea for for MuggleCast, and we will try to include them on that variety show coming later this year, and it should be a fun show. And the reason we're going to be doing that is because we won't be around. Send your uh, entries to MuggleCast.staff.MuggleNet.com. Maybe we'll give away t-shirts, too, to everyone who airs, who has their segment aired. I don't know. Well, hopefully we won't have any extras left. Because you've all been buying yes. your MuggleCast t-shirts. Yes. Yes. True that. Oh, and uh, one final reminder... On MuggleCast.com, the on new MuggleCast.com. Well, we, okay, it's we been new now... for about two months, so... <laughs> it's still new to me. It's not two months, it's been like a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have weekly roundups now uh, to cover some of your listener rebuttals that we do not air on the show, and we'll post them uh, on the website, so we encourage everyone to check the website. Uh, about midweek, they, they were released by one of the co-hosts who were on the past week's show. This week, we are going to have a discussion about the Forbidden Forest. It's one aspect of Hogwarts that we really haven't talked about much. Maybe at all. Maybe at all. I don't think we've talked about it much at all. Late line, not too much, seriously. Like, maybe two, three episodes we might have mentioned it. No, but there are a few questions about it that we wanted to discuss today. I have one before the first one. Oh, okay. If that's okay. Go for um, it. Do you guys know uh, that sometimes Dumbledore refers to the Forbidden Forest as the Dark Forest, um, or several several um, other characters? Like I thought that was just a movieism. It, it's in addition to a movieism. I think it appears once or twice in the books, actually. I don't like, think where, so. Yeah, bef- I'm dead serious. It's not just you know. Well, do you do you have evidence to back this up? Or I don't, but I'm just saying. Uh, is it likely that the uh, forest is is the actual name is Forbidden Forest, or is it Dark Forest, or, you know, there, there seems to be some kind of confusion. There. I think it is the Forbidden Forest, but, it, because that's probably the way it was originally described in the books, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's like the first reference to it was Dark Forest, and then... Yep. Although, well, I don't know, you make a good point, because why would they call it the Forbidden Forest, just because... If it's only forbidden to students yeah. on one side of it, yeah. on one side of one of the edges of because... it. That could be the name... Uh, just for Hogwarts students? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's forbidden because it's dangerous. Yes. And there are things in it that are forbidden, like illegal creatures, like Aragog and his children. Well, centaurs wouldn't be too appreciative to know that they're in a... Illegal, yeah. In their yeah. forest. Hmm. Well, well, actually, no, I think they would. that's not true, though, because they, they would, would consider their domain forbidden to... Yeah, that's true. ...outside people. Well, in movie one, Dumbledore, uh, you know, Richard Harris says, you know, please note uh, that the dark forest is forbidden. And, and you know, you're right, that could be movieism. Um, but I was sure then around book five or book six, maybe even book four when they were doing the tasks kind of near there, I was under the impression that they used dark forest once or twice more, so I thought I'd ask. Well, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I really don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think they'd rather, they either just refer to it as the forest or the forbidden forest. The, ch- the chapter in the, the chapter in the book is and they called use the Forbidden the word, Forest. Yeah, they use the word dark a lot in the movies too. Like if you'll notice, the tower where Sirius was was the dark tower in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. Dark tower. What are they trying yeah. to do? Just set a, a dark tone to it, make it sound even more eerie. Yeah. I mean, it seems like one of those places that is lacking a major adventure. They've always gone in there to, you know, in, in book five, check up on. You, you don't think so? The the first year, Harry goes in there with, uh, you know, and 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 almost gets killed by this Voldemort slither thingy, and then and then centaurs have to have to save him, but they get mad at each other. Second year, a giant spider sends all of his thousand younglings all over it. 
all over after Harry and Ron, and and the Ford Anglia has been living there for four or five years. Uh, um, no. Third Eric. year at the edge of it, the Whomping Willow nearly kills everybody, and everybody subpasses it. Fourth year, there's dragons being trained. It, it, what do you mean lacking in big adventure? The fourth year, there were dragons being hidden there. The fifth year... How'd you hide a dragon? Just uh, going, <laughs> going to that quickly, it must be hard to hide a dragon. The forest <laughs> must be extremely dense and sort of dark and, you know, well... Yeah, exactly. So it's very easy to hide a yeah. dragon. Well, no, I don't think it's easy. I don't, I don't think it's ever easy to hide a dragon. But uh, I think baby it's helpful dragon. the fact that it's... Uh, it could be... Well, well... That could be it. Or it could be uh, mute, so it, it can't, you know... Speak or breathe fire, so it, it, it's easy. Hagrid though. held a Grop in there pretty easily. Well, that's why I well, checked. I Grop I wasn't a dragon. Nobody, <laughs> no, I know that, but but he was making a big scene in the forest, and no one really ever noticed. It was far enough off. See, that's why I don't want to see a big adventure in the forest. It's always like, you know, Joe Joe writes in this long paragraph, uh, long section of paragraphs where they're walking into the woods, and and you know the scenery is changing. Then there's always a clearing. You know, you know, so so far in, it gets silent. Like I'm not saying it's boring to read about it because it's not. But we've had several adventures in the Forbidden Forest. I don't think it needs any bit more exposure than it's already had. But it needs to be explained. It's supposed to remain mysterious. No, but it need, well, perhaps, or it needs to be explained because we don't know anything actually about it apart from the, it's been used as like a a plot point, but it's been used as a secondary plot point. There's never been a storyline involving the Forbidden Forest. That things have taken right. place in there and things have happened in there and revolving uh, around it. But they need to talk about who cre- you know who created it, who can go in there safely. I wonder if Dumbledore can go in there safely. Obviously, he can protect himself, but do, will the centaurs uh, welcome him with open arms? You know. Well, he's dead now, so I don't. Think that's <laughs> yeah, he <the> <laughs> probably couldn't go walking in, could he? <laughs> the centaurs attended his funeral, so I, I would say they respect him at, enough, at least as a headmaster, um, perhaps, yeah, to, to, to maybe like. Well, he had to go in there and rescue Umbridge from the centaurs, so not only did he <laughs> have to be on good terms with the centaurs, uh, maybe speaking, uh, but he had to convince them to let them. I to think, let I think they were ups- I think they were upset with him because he he took uh, friends from them. Well, yeah, they well, they he could... didn't. No, I don't think they were. I don't think he took friends. Friends, kind of. Yeah, I think they're more upset. Well, I mean, but Dumbledore friends. asked him to go, so yeah, Dumbledore doesn't really. I guess. Hmm, well, I don't know. No, it makes sense. You could say that he did. Dumbledore he did take him in. That shows that Dumbledore doesn't really have any respect for the rest of them if uh, he's asking friends to go, unless he just didn't know. Uh, the fellow centaurs would be upset by that. Hmm. I agree. I think that's a good point, actually. What about um, Hagrid? Do you think he is the only one who really goes in there? Probably. You know Fred and George have no, yeah, he uh, taken multiple trips in there, which we'll talk about in a minute. I think he does, but uh, uh, it's it's like he seems to be at home in that type of environment. You know, I think he can handle himself very well. Even because even, it seems to be I, a place of outcasts too, sort of. You know, like yeah, like Aragog to tell him he can't be. You know, yeah, you can't but live. A, that's a good yeah, point. That makes sense. You can't live in a cupboard, so. But but who who else who else might go in there to possibly use the Forbidden Forest to maybe uh, hide something of their own? Could there really be any anyone else who has the courage? How, or how the, big is it? Is it a huge forest or is it just a small one? That's always the impression I've gotten. What that huge? It was, huge yeah. it was very vast. Like, well, there must be other things in there. It, it's like you know we can't expect to be the only people alive in this universe. We shouldn't expect that, you know, spiders and centaurs Speaking are the only that, people who live in the forest. What? 
I and unicorns. I had a nightmare last night. Yeah. I, um, so I went to Vegas to uh, help help my dad with something, and uh, the sixth war had begun, and these people from outside of our world started bombing Vegas. No, with these really giant happened. laser things. I'm not. That really happened. This up. Really happened. Somebody read this kid a book. It was very scary, and I woke up almost crying. Aw. Mm. <laughs> then you realized you were safe in your bed. Uh, but anyway, so that that was my dream. So I think that does mean that there are uh, other creatures in outside space. But back to the Forbidden Forest. Yes, like Jamie said, it is very vast. Could anyone else be possibly using it? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> of anyone course they could, but I don't know... I don't know if we have anything in the books that would lead us to believe yeah. that. As far as Hogwarts goes, like, certain teachers may go in there to get some... Well, what about Snape? Ma- material. Oh, maybe. Eric, what do you think about Snape? When he has to go refill his potion ingredients, I don't... Maybe some of that would only be collectible in the forest. Ah, uh, yes. yes. And Snape's been... Snape's gone in there before, you know, to, to, to visit Quirrell, actually. Or to scare Quirrell off, or whatever. You know, Snape seemed to uh, know a place in the but forest. Eric, there's a difference in. between going in and going in, if that makes sense. You can go onto the out- well, well, outskirts, but it, you know, yes, and talk. But I understand that. But at least, you know, Snape was comfortable enough with what was inside, or you know, he didn't fear what was inside the forest enough to go on the outskirts and not fear either being overheard or. You know, he just wanted to take Quirrell in a secluded place, so. but, it, you know, it was in the forest, so I, I I can see Snape going in the forest to get potion ingredients and things, and for that, I would imagine you'd need to go in pretty far if you needed, like, wormwood or something. Unicorn stuff. Yeah, un- unicorn something. Uh, so what about friend George? Because as I said earlier, um, okay, I think... Where don't... Where, honestly, I'm sorry to cut you off. Where don't Fred and George go? Well, that's a good point, but why do you why do you think they're going in there, Eric? Why did you? Why do you? No, they're just why do you mischievous. Think? Why do you think? I didn't you say ingredients they for their skiving well, yes. snack boxes? Yeah. Well, that's the only thing I could think of. They're going in there to collect stuff for their for their business. Mm. Well, um, they must know where to collect it. Well, I doubt they go in there anymore. <laughs> well, they left the school. But, but it, it's it's um, it seems like the kind of place they'd be intrigued by. I doubt they haven't been in. You, you know, I mean, I doubt they. And didn't um oh, didn't yeah. Hagrid say in book one that he spent half his life chasing the Weasley, the Weasley brothers is, out of there? That's very yeah. clever. That's, yeah. yeah, that's true. And it's something with the name. For, <laughs> it's named for which means they want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> how how can they not go in it? Uh, what what about the possibility of there being a Horcrux in there? Do you guys does anyone think there's any truth to that? No, I don't since since Voldemort mm. has made it, trips into there, it's too much of an open place. It's like. Blood. Everyone can go in there. Yeah. I mean, even though he could protect it, you know, they could. I mean, they could just be things walking past. Whereas the cave, you aren't going to go in there and find a queue of people, you know, waiting to, to get in. It's like it is a secluded place. Right. You 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 can't even get down those rocks, according to Dumbledore, without magic. Well, but any any, any more and any more, you can't really. Since the forest is such a big place, don't you think it would be easy to hide a Horcrux? I mean, nobody well, would ever find that. Well, yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's still open to all the elements, not to mention the numerous creatures walking around in there. I wonder why Voldemort, when he was in his, you know, little spectral form, uh, didn't try and go attach himself to one of his Horcruxes or the soul inside his Horcrux or, or, or something along those lines. I don't lines. think you can, can you? And I'm, it's just... Well, yeah. Well, but no, he was. Think, no, that, that, that little spectral form was the, what, the Horcrux. Was a part of his, you know, yeah, was a Horcrux, right. Eric, Eric, it's just your soul, though. If he... 
even if he um, got all all of his Horcruxes when he was in a spectral form together and put them together with his current soul, he he would still only be a soul. He he yeah, he didn't have a he body. He can't store his body in a cupboard. He would still only be a soul, but slightly more of one. He would be slightly more powerful. He would slightly be no, no, that's more... untrue. As Dumbledore says, um, his magical ability and power is still intact even without a soul. I I'd say that a soul has more metaphysical, moral, ethical, you know, properties, and it, it teaches you, you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, right and wrong, stuff like that. It's a violation of nature to get rid of it, but you can still be, you can still be magically powerful without it, which is why when Harry comes to fight Voldemort, um, he will still need, you know, absolute mastery of magic to, right. to, to defeat him. Right, In fact, right, even right. more really, because Voldemort's, you know, completely, uh, malicious in his goals you know he doesn't care about any type of morals at all whereas harry since he has a soul does so you know what about uh come book seven who could be left in the forest to help harry i do do you think the the centaurs could i don't think it's likely that well why not why not though eric because they've really stressed that magical unity is one of the only ways they're going to be able to defeat Voldemort. Yeah, but who listens right, to that? Right, but I, I just don't see. I just don't foresee them. Like, I don't understand why we have to have everything involved. You know, like, what's Dobby's well, role going to be? What's uh? Well, no, but not and not every magical creature, or every magical person is going to unite in the war against Voldemort. But I think some will. Right, but is it uh, what it what it comes down to with centaurs joining humans? Um, is is you know whether or not according to the centaurs, humans are very ignorant they think they're animals they're, they're, it's, the sky's the limit with the complaints that they have it's just a matter you know the centaurs have read the stars and they're they're very content we've seen them they're very content in knowing that there's going to be not just another war but that humans are going to die I don't even think they concern themselves with this war unless something really uh, big happens or or you can believe that they will say okay you know uh, we are the insightful people the humans need us let's go help um, but I don't personally see that as likely, and I think that the only thing that's going to help Harry in the Forbidden Forest is probably Mr. Weasley's car, because J.K. R. said it would. Well, she didn't say it would help. Speaking she of said which, it would make an appearance. And if it's not to help, that's certainly not. Well, to that, break doesn't, down that doesn't mean that eyes. it couldn't be like comic relief or something. Yeah, it probably will end up being something like that. Harry was walking. Uh, Along the Hogwarts grounds. And Ford Angler waved and... hello and then he went back into the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be below. Disappeared. Yeah. Disappeared at the end. That said, go buy the movie Cars out now on DVD. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I think like with any other group of creatures or people, you're going to have the few that want to help and the few that don't. And that's what I think it is. But how, what Well, if they, they can really see into provide? the future. Well, they can't, though. They, they, yeah, they don't want to tell well, anybody, though. And it, friends, well, friends is the only, is the only one, one who that we've even seen. Then, and he, look what happened to him. Got... Even then, friends admits defeat. He says centaurs have read stars wrong. Well, yeah, too. but it doesn't mean that they couldn't at least be somewhat beneficial. Mm, that's you could help a little bit. It that's wasn't it true. them who predicted that a uh, second war was going to begin. Well, it was them that predicted that Harry was supposed to die in the forest. That Mars <laughs> is bright tonight. Yeah, yeah. Harry was supposed to die that night in the forest, and they were all like, "Hello, Harry Potter." <laughs> that way to Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Why do you think... Now, th- this might just be a stupid question, but why do you think the forest became forbidden in the first place? Do you think it was because of Aragog that no. it became No, forbidden? not just because. I'm not sure it's no one reason. It, it's a forest and there's all sorts of creatures. Well, most of all, 
think the most reason is that kids would be unsupervised. It's so close to the school grounds, and there's nobody really to keep watch over them there. They can't even get a defense against the dark arts. Well, I'm not saying it's that difficult to get people to watch kids, but it's a it's a long, dark forest. There's animals that clearly do not want human beings not only in their homes, but even, you know, to exist or to interfere with things. Uh, k- kids are ignorant. They'd be stomping around, shooting spells. Why do spells. you think they built the school so close to the forest? Do you think it predated Hogwarts? Oh, yeah, I think the forest... Well, perhaps it didn't predate it. I think the forest must Maybe have. I mean, it was a nice it's forest. It's a forest. Though. I mean, yeah, but, it's old. But, but, but perhaps it was a really... No, 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 they, they planted the forest. Yeah. Every like, single oh. tree it took them a thousand <laughs> years. Johnny Appleseed was a, uh, a Ravenclaw. But perhaps it's a case of... Um, <laughs> or Hufflepuff. Do you think it's a case of sort of uh, keeping your friends close but your enemies closer, whereas, you know, it's uh, they have the spiders there. It can't only be Hagrid who knows that the, the spiders are, are in well, there. Well, the spiders you know, are only it. there because of Hagrid, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I know, but there's other... You know, there's, there are werewolves... In there, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. Apparently, no, there are. Well, yeah, I mean, according to Hagrid, there are. But uh, and there are unicorns. There's everything. It's the festivals as well. Hagrid also needs a place to keep all of his care of magical creatures. Creatures. But Eric, do you think that uh, this forest? There was any one point where maybe the forest was safe, and then maybe Aragog started living in there, and then no, no and I then. Think- other creatures began be, began living in there because it was forbidden. So it was sort of like a because Aragog invited. No, them? because it was just yeah. <laughs> it was a dangerous creatures. Lend me your no. I think whatever I think it have. was always dangerous. I mean, it's always dangerous. It's just a, a, a I don't want to say occupational hazard, but if you're a student going to Hungers and there's a giant forest, there's a risk of danger. I think it was eventually probably enough students died in there or enough students got injured or were coming back, you know, with scary stories that the headmaster at that time of Hogwarts said... With no legs. Yeah, exactly. You know, and eventually at one point the headmaster would have had to say, okay, we're going to forbid this. I hope it wasn't Dumbledore. I hope it was headmaster's eons before Dumbledore because... Do you think, I mean... You know, because Dumbledore can't be the the only one Do you think there was any specific reason they built the school so close to... A forest that's obviously dangerous, or well, I I, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the the forest holds some educational value for the I students. I think so. Oh yeah, Ben, that was very clever. It sort of does, but they they don't really take uh, much advantage of it if there is education. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know that just because J.K. Rowling doesn't include it's it pretty doesn't important. mean that's that true. Well, I happen. mean, well, things with care of magical creatures wouldn't really be possible if you to ship all your creatures, you know, however far distance, uh, just to study them. I mean, that's one thing that it does benefit. Um, and I guess plant life would definitely be the other one if you were to get ask if uh, Snape or if Sprout uh, were to go into the forest to get things. Um, it it definitely does add a lot of a lot of the other things that you that you would need um, to teach a school, just not the direct things, not like, not like students can go in there. That's like saying, why is there a giant squid in the lake? You, you know, why why would you put it on the lake <laughs> next next to a giant squid? <laughs> it, it's there for educational value, and and that squid, I guess, is friendly. So well, yeah, yeah, we we do know that. So I mean. Hagrid has ended up hiding a lot of things in there. Aragog grew up, the Thestrals. Well, did no, the Thestrals weren't hidden. Yeah, I think it's there? because... They're natural... Uh, not the Thestrals. I was going to say natural okay, plantation. Right. They're natural habitat. Yeah, it's natural. Uh, Hogwarts just... It's natural. Hogwarts just borrows a few to, to pull the pull the uh, carriages. 
Uh, do you think Do you think Hagrid could use the forest for anything else, like the motorcycle? I don't think Hagrid didn't. Hagrid doesn't have Sirius's motorcycle. Sirius is Sirius's motorcycle. How do we know? Because he went oh. to return it to Sirius Black. Why? Did, what and... did he do? Did he drop it through the veil too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> he drove. He drove through the veil and jumped off just before. Yeah. The, just before going through. Evil Knievel. <laughs> Exactly my thoughts, Jamie. Exactly my thoughts. I don't really. Um, I don't really think we'd have more than one motorized vehicle in the forest. Why is that there a rule against it? So why? Why would the? Why would the? <laughs> well, it would just. I don't know. Just yeah, but, like, but Laura, 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 the Ford Anglia must get lonely, so it needs a sort of motorized companion to. Uh, <laughs> it's a love boat, exactly. <laughs> to wrap things up. Aragog's kids. What do you think they're doing these days? These they, these days. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. He's they they probably are just making a mess yeah, in the they forest. Are. They are. They have no guidance. No, no nothing. Unless they've died. I don't think well, so. Died. H- Hagrid had to. Uh, you have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, but Hagrid had to pull. I suppose they're eating each other, aren't they? Because he had to pull Aragog out so that they wouldn't eat him. Oh he, yeah, that's know. right. Uh, yeah. Why don't they just rebel? Go up to school. Knock on the doors. They could probably take trouble. it by storm. Knock on the doors. Uh, drink some soup. Up up and until now, Dumbledore probably would have kept him out. If spiders ate soup, what soup would they eat? Oh, I'd say chicken. No way. It would be like it would be like no Scottish way. vegetable and leek or something like that. It would be a. a I was going to say no, alphabet no, soup. I completely disagree. Oh, yeah. Dude, I still go legs. for some spaghettios <laughs> meatballs. Spaghettios. Right <laughs> spaghettios. If uh, anyone out there has a disagreement about the discussion we just had on the Forbidden Forest, you can always email mugglecast at saf.mugglenet.com or use the handy feedback form to submit a listener rebuttal that will either be posted on the site, uh, be read on the show, or we'll just read it and we'll... Or delete it. <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of rebuttals, we got one uh, concerning last week's episode. Um, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that's why I wanted to bring up allegedly... Did you guys realize there was not one complaint about the show last week? Because usually we get really? complaints about the show, and I think allegedly. it's because Wait, Andrew, you guys you went said it, allegedly. You? Yeah, Andrew, you went on it. I don't think. Well, yeah, the, well, yeah, okay, well, Andrew weren't yeah, there. So. <laughs> well, no, I, I a lot of the problems. Oh yeah, causes. we need to fix all of the problems in this. Then I think it might have to do with the fact that uh, you guys said allegedly so much. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> wrong. maybe the show was just perfect last week. Too. Well, I, I say the host last week was pretty darn good. Yeah, You know, I, I felt so important when I was when I uh, heard Micah read uh, my uh, statement that I asked yeah, yeah. I felt really important. Like you're the so president gonna, or something. Yeah, I'm going to have him read more statements for me when I don't want to comment on some controversial <laughs> yeah, topic. Your spokesman. <laughs> your spokesman. Yeah, exactly. A, spoke- <laughs> a spokesman for Andrew Sims refused to comment. Sims, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a rebuttal now concerning last week's show, as I brought up already. Uh, this is from Brittany. She writes, When you were talking about Luna dropping off the radar after book five, I immediately thought of the fact that Fleur had also dropped off the radar after book four and then came back fairly strong on book six. I just highly doubt that JK would not tell the outcome of such a mysterious character. Yeah, I agree. Well, so, I think, yeah. yeah, of course we're going to know the outcome, but I don't know how much of a role she'll actually play in the book. You know, we may hear, like, Luna died or something like that, but I don't think it will be, like, uh, you know, well, I just don't think she'll play that much of a role. We'll see. Guys, we'll see. do you remember what Victor Crumb is doing? Because I think they mentioned, didn't they mention him as well in book six? Like, just Hermione said, like, she's, she's writing, she's writing yeah. to him or something. Yeah. 
So that's that's cool. I was just wondering. But yeah, she didn't even have to really bring Floor back. But I guess it's just a case of, you know, she shelves some characters. Offers some and then closure. Pulls them, pulls them back out. So Yeah. What do you think what do you think's gonna happen if uh some aspects of the book don't get any closure? Like a certain character. Is there just gonna be we'll, fan fiction out the wazoo about well, yeah. yeah the and but people are going to complain anyway. like they did after book six. They'll be Martin the guess. Mad Muggle. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what if he doesn't get closure? How does that series end? Speaking, uh, of, speaking of news, Dan brought up a good point this week, Dan Radcliffe. Um, he said that the only way Joe's going to get people to uh, stop bugging her to write an eighth book is that if she kills off Harry. <laughs> oh, people will be so. bugging her to write <laughs> some sort of eighth book anyway. Yeah, they'll be writing yeah. her to write anything anyway. She's not going to write it. Right, Jamie, no, people she's will stop not, bugging but... her to write an eighth book if she writes one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think if no, she doesn't... If she doesn't specifically add closure to something, I think it'll be a case where the whole world is over, so she doesn't need to, or something like that, like where the gist of most of what we'd be concerned about would be covered. And she didn't she say she might? She's seriously considering just writing like an appendices, like she did. like extra she did. extra stuff, you know. And I would I would be satisfied with that. But um, the thing is, there are different types of closure. There's like closure for each character, or there's a, a and they lived happily ever after, which solves it. Everyone's fate, really, you know, instead of... Uh, That's true, too. But they shouldn't end happily ever after because Disney does not own the rights. Yeah, it's very true, yeah. <laughs> we are going to bring back a segment that we have not done in a long while. A long while. It's been a long time coming. You did invent this? Mm-hmm. The Dueling Club. Oh, wow. Ben, then I think it's only right that you... Read it out, then, Ben. <laughs> read it oh, out. read it. Let me, let me hit an F10 here. Snape versus Hermione. Ryan, 20, from Pennsylvania, writes, I don't know if you guys are doing this anymore, but an interesting one. It's not much of a duel technically, but here you go. Snape's intelligence versus Hermione's intelligence. A battle of the smarts. See, I think Snape is a very, 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 very clever guy. I know He really is, though. His, you know, magical ability, first of all, but also he knows, you know, being a potions master, I don't think it's easy to brew potions. And also, he's, um, he knows occlumency, gillimency, he, you know, he knows all these things. I, I mean, if you're talking now, then easily Snape would win. He's, well, I mean, in terms of the, if they actually dueled, Intelligence. Well, yeah. well, no, if they actually dueled, Snape... I don't know, I don't know. I think it'd be a case where Hermione, like, like you know, be, like, making fun of Snape. He got outsmarted by a little girl. Ben, do you honestly think that if they had a magical jewel, Hermione would win. She wouldn't have a chance against Snape. No, we're talking about an election. No, maybe we're talking oh, about... Well, yeah. well, the what problem if they play is that we're talking about intelligence. Something. Yeah, right. Exactly. How are we supposed to compare them? Maybe yeah. there's a... a well, they both take an essay A battle of wits. No, a j- battle j- of wits. J- <laughs> like, say the higher SAT score. No, yeah. if it's wits, <laughs> if it's wits, I still think Snape would win. Yeah, Jamie I agree. illustrates a brilliant point. It, you know, intelligence. Hermione's intelligence goes a lot with book smarts. You know, reciting something. If you would ask her what you know, chapter seventeen or, or what a certain author's opinion on something was, she would tell you. But intelligence, otherwise, as in cle- cleverness, wit. Uh, you, you know, mind uh, reading, occlumency, all that other stuff that actually applies. Like even a game of chess um, is is not book smarts, and therefore I think you know Snape would have the upper hand. He's just because he's older. It's because he's older. It's the only reason. Well, yeah, true. And in Half Blood Prince, the book. I mean, the stuff in there. No, really. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean his. So the uh, the. Uh, I mean his book. Poem. His book in Half Blood Prince. Oh, okay. Right. The okay. potions book. Yes, the potions book. That that was that 
you know, it shows anybody know the exact title? Advanced potions making. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. I agree. It really, um, it showed that Snape was a lot more innovative because Hermione tended yeah. to follow directions and Snape would find his right. own way. Right. And I mean, didn't, did Hermione screw up a potion in book five? Yeah, yeah, she did. No, did she screwed it up. I yeah, think everybody was screwed up potions except for Harry. It was in book six. Yeah, it was in book six. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, and in the duel too, you guys think, I guess he would. Yeah, I think just yeah. the age thing. Like by the time, by the yeah. time Hermione's that it, it's the age like thirties or whatever. How old Snape is? Guys, do you have any idea how much Snape has survived? Snape has battled Voldemort. I mean, every single time he's been in Voldemort's presence, that's kind of like battling yeah. Voldemort. If you assume it's like, he's good, I don't, so I do well, not it's think... pretty easy. I mean, if you think about it, Joe said that Harry would defeat Hermione in a duel. So if I think Harry could defeat Hermione, Snape certainly could. And Snape we'll and Harry could too. could not beat Snape in a million years now, as demonstrated at the end of Half Blood Prince, when he was blocking his spells with you know. Oh yeah. Easily. He couldn't even say the no. spells. That was awesome though. I really yeah, really it was loved awesome that. scene. Awesome. It, was, it showed how blocked again and again until you learn to keep your ma- mind shut and your mouth shut or something like that. Even then he's teaching him. Even yeah. then he's teaching him. God. Oh, well, God. thank you, oh, Ryan, God. for uh, oh, the Dueling Club. And if uh, <laughs> and if uh, anyone has any other uh, Dueling Club matchups that you would like to submit to us, just send them MuggleCast at com. It could be creative ones like this one, State versus Hermione in a Battle of Wits, or it could just be a traditional it was good. traditional duel. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, before I read this, I just want to make a quick disclaimer. My uh, fellow co-hosts, are going to complain to me that I included this rebuttal just because um, (laughs) it involves me. I do want to say that uh, before I chose this rebuttal before I read the part that included me. No, Mm. no, it didn't. You so did. I chose this rebuttal before I realized it included me. I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) If it said Eric Skull, I would have included it too. (laughs) Anyway, Stephanie19 of Washington writes, Hey, Mugglecasters, I just voted yesterday in the the, uh, uh, midterm elections. And found myself quite unsure of who to give my vote to in more than a few races. There were positions that I, that I had absolutely no clue about, so I did the logical thing. I filled in the write-in candidate box with Harry Potter characters. Included among them were Harry, James and Lily Potter, Ron Weasley, uh, Dumbledore, and uh, Dumbledore. In the last box I had available, I th- a thought occurred to me. Hey, Stephanie, how could you make this a situation through which you're name might be right on MuggleCast. <laughs> well, she got that far right. That's right. I voted for Andrew Sims for county treasurer. I hope you win, buddy. Those other guys don't stand a chance. Okay, hold on a no, second. Did... Hold on a second. Why is this a listener rebuttal? Okay. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's right. not a rebuttal. It's just, it's just an excuse for you to read it. <laughs> no, it's not a rebuttal. It's just because there weren't many rebuttals this week, so. And I just thought it, it raised the question. Why don't we uh, campaign to get people to vote for uh, us That's... or Harry Potter characters? Well, I didn't think yeah. about it. It would have been fun. As I promised in the beginning of the show, I have a listener challenge for everyone. And um, I don't know, maybe you guys have already heard about this already. I don't know if you checked your calendars or, uh, you know, something like that. This month, November, is actually a National MuggleCast at McDonald's Month. You guys hear about this? Uh, what is it? No. National National MuggleCast <laughs> no, at McDonald's say Month. I have yet. You didn't know? No. It's been posted at McDonald's. Okay, what happened the to the fight against childhood obesity? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, we do that too, Laura, because because it, you listen to the show on your iPod when you're going for a jog. So you, 
for getting exercise. There you yeah, go. and now you can listen to it well. when you're picking up your McDonald's after your job. Well, your Big Mac, your yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and in honor of National MuggleCast and McDonald's Month, uh, we have a little contest for everyone here. I don't don't ask me what the prize is yet. Maybe a gift certificate to McDonald's or something. Maybe a T-shirt. Um, but here's what you do. There's there's two ways to go about this. First step: visit your local McDonald's. Now, here's where it gets tricky. You can either go in store and purchase a delicious McDonald's meal. Then, after you purchase your meal, visit the refreshments area and post a sign on the vending machine with a small promotional ad for MuggleCast. Take uh, take a picture of the sign on the soda fountain machine and enjoy your meal. Now, for bonus points, have a McDonald's employee standing next to the sign in the picture. And for extra bonus points, this is going to be a little tricky. I don't think many people are going to be able to pull this off. Have Ronald McDonald standing next to the picture, uh, standing next to the sign. And for extra, extra bonus points, for, for extra, extra Actually, bonus points, have Elvis standing next to you when you take the photo. <laughs> and for extra, extra, extra bonus points, have Jamie standing yeah. in the picture. Yeah. But or, I'm or just put a mug of... Elvis no, now, there, <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's a second way you could go about doing this. Uh, you could go through the McDonald's drive through and order a delicious McDonald's meal. But post a sign on the ordering kiosk, the thing that you uh, talk talk into that displays your order and stuff. Post a sign on that <laughs> with Can a I small a promotional a ad for MuggleCast. Take a picture and pull up to the first window to pick up your meal. Now, for bonus points, you can do this one, Without but us. make the ad look like it's a meal order. So, for example, you could do maybe a number nine MuggleCast with extra funny and uh, hold the boring price free, <laughs> something like that. Um, so I'm looking. We're looking forward to seeing uh, what you guys can do. Andrew, I'm getting. Um, I'm getting kind of worried about your uh, listener ch- challenges. They're getting more and more sort of, uh, you know, scandalous. So, so it's it's going to be like Fight Club. It's going to be uh, right. My my challenge this month is to uh, rob a coffee shop and destroy an ornamental fountain and rob a bank and bring, bring me the <laughs> Actually, process. that's March's challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. March's challenge. I don't know. I, I think the hardest part of that entire task is going to be acquiring a delicious McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I beg to differ. I think they're, they are delicious. Uh, and, Burger uh, King rules. You're right. Burger King is better. Um, so we're going to set a deadline on this. We're going to make it November uh, 30th. So yeah, through the end of November to take the National MuggleCast and McDonald's Month Listener Challenge. And um, you, you get extra points if you're wearing your MuggleCast t-shirt in the picture. Yes, in the picture. Or if you put it on Ronald McDonald. Don't ask Boy, us Elvis. how you're playing for points. Or, 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 the bur- or the Burger Goblin, where he says, you must be this tall to write this. Yeah. <laughs> Just put an yeah. extra large t-shirt. Jamie, can you please enlighten us with a uh, British joke today? I like it when you come up. I like when you come up with original jokes, like the kettle one. I did actually... Come up with one, Andrew, while we were recording today, okay? Okay, oh, okay, okay, so these people, okay, are on this ship, okay? And they're all inside the the, the, the sort of main controlling bit where all the controls are. And uh, th- there's one uh, cat sitting on the instrumentation panel, okay? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there. He's, he's yeah. always sitting there that he, you know... Whenever they walk in, he, he's always there. And uh, one day they walk in to find he's uh, he isn't sitting on the instrumentation panel. So the uh, captain turns to the first mate and says, "Hey, have you seen the cat?" And he says, "No, I haven't. He must have fell off the radar." <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, come on. <laughs> that was pun believable. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an announcement. Yeah, that, was, Actually, that was good. You do. What, Eric? What's your announcement? 
well, this is what? Today's the 12th of November? Okay. Um, this day, four years ago. Four oh, years gee. ago. Oh, I'm gee. Crying. Oh, gee. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm going to cry. I have been at Mogulnet four years today. Oh. Very, very Round of applause for Mr. And, Eric School, ladies and, and gentlemen. And four years ago today, I took up the caption contest on this four-year anniversary of the caption contest being taken over by me. I've started it up again, so that's it. Just go to mugglenet.com uh, slash cc, or you can look in the left margin panel under fun, because it is fun and caption contest. So there you go. Well, well um, cool. Also, I have an announcement. Uh, We're not even done yet. Sometime what? during November, I don't remember the exact day, but it's when I joined MuggleNet, so it's been three years for me. Aww. I can and... believe it. Like that isn't enough. Today is the th- uh, three year. Today is the one year anniversary of when we did our first live podcast in New York City oh, for the Goblet of Fire right. premiere. And I got Emerson to buy me a hat last year. I know because you were like, <laughs> "It's my ago. three year anniversary. Buy me a hat." <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap things up today with a chicken soup, the segment everyone loves to hate from Pike <laughs> Twenty Eight of Denver, Colorado. And this is another election themed. Chicken soup. Yesterday, I had the joy of waiting in line for three hours to cast a vote in the Colorado election. Luckily, I knew what was ahead of me, and I ran home to pick up my iPod and Book Five to pass the time. Listening to old MuggleCast episodes kept me sane, standing in line, and kept my mind off my stomach growling for three hours. Plus, I was able to avoid talking Why they run to home the disgruntled man in front of me the whole time. <laughs> good point, Ben. Good point. I don't know, but thanks, Pike. We're glad uh, MuggleCast can help you relieve those election lines. Uh, Jamie, before we wrap up the show, we got this email this week, and I thought you might want to address yeah. it because, I don't know, maybe she's right. Maybe okay. she's right. Katie of uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland, uh, she writes, I've tried in vain to ignore this issue, but I'm afraid that it just exasperates me so much as forced me into send, sending an irate email. I'm concerned... No, I'm writing concerning Jamie's frequent use of words such as trash can, kindergarten, and most annoyingly, candy. Frankly, I'm surprised he has not yet developed an American twang to his accent and does not add like into every available pause in his speech. Sorry for the stereotype. Girl, like, you're so off on that. Anyway, not only is this a betrayal of his own culture, he's insulting the intelligence of the American public by suggesting that they will not be able to understand phrases such as bin and sweets. Singing proud to American... Being American is one thing, but adopting another country's idiom is another matter altogether. Whoa, snap, Jamie. Katie, I was wondering if you could uh, act like the sky at about 6 a.m. and lighten up, please. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. uh, I'm sorry. Allegedly. I'm sorry. That was a bit mean. But uh, no, uh, in fact, I have met, it isn't insulting intelligence at all, but I have met some Americans who don't know what bin is it isn't because they're stupid it's because they don't he- hear that word i didn't i didn't know what you know yeah. the only what the only reason i knew what a trash can was was because it sounds like what it is i didn't know what kindergarten was the first time uh, i heard it when i was in uh, america and micah talked about h- how many blocks something was away i'd absolutely no idea what he was talking about because i hadn't heard it before it's just we're catering for mostly american blocks? it's streets it's a street you know, um, we're catering for a for a mostly American audience. So I try to uh, Americanize it. So you know, because that's the majority of the uh, of the audience. I'm sure, and I'm you know, it takes it takes thinking about it. It's quite hard to uh, 
remember to say kindergarten and candy and stuff like that. But it it certainly isn't uh, insulting intelligence. I just do it because you know. I mean, we tried to do it on the site as well, so I thought we should you know bring it over to this. And I'm I'm not a I'm not betraying my own culture. Traitor. So uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, not not, not a... Katie. I wasn't trying to be mean at all. I was just saying that uh, it really isn't the case at all. I'm just trying to cater to the biggest audience around. So yeah, thank you for writing in. On that happy. British note. I'm Anderson. No, you're not. Contact us. Email us at. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. You want to email right. MuggleCast at staff.muggle.com or go to uh, MuggleCast.com where you can see our contact information, etc., etc. There's a feedback form. Click the link that says contact. Um, if you want to send something via mail, send it to. P.O. Box 223, Moundridge, Kansas 67107. Maybe, I think maybe next week we'll do a P.O. Box update since we haven't for a while. Um, Andrew, what are the phone numbers? Uh, the numbers, if you're in the United States, you can dial 1-218-20-MAGIC. If you're in the United Kingdom, you can dial 020-8144-0677. If you're in Australia, you can dial 02-8003-5668. We, we will get back to voicemails uh, next week. Uh, when you're submitting voicemail questions, keep them like general questions about Harry Potter the series, you know, or they could be some off question, offbeat questions, you know. So, uh, uh, also, we want to encourage everyone to get involved in the MuggleCast community, such as the MySpace that we have at MySpace.com/MuggleCastFans. Become our friend because we are almost at 3,000 friends, and probably by later tonight we'll be at 3,000 friends. That's a lot of people, and you can also join the Facebook group MuggleCast. Or vote for us, and and, <clears throat> and also be sure to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Join the YouTube group for MuggleCast. Join the MuggleCast Frapper. Rate and review us on Yahoo Podcasts. It's all there. You can also go to MuggleCast.com for all the community links. But most importantly, become our MySpace friend. Most important. We like MySpace friends. Yep. Uh, so, on that note, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Eric Skull. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week for episode 63. No, 64. Oh, and it's a final 64, note. 64, right? 64. 64, yeah, 64. Um, and just a final note before I forget. Um, the interview with the creators of the Harry Potter and the Lord of the Phoenix video game will be on our show the week of the 26th, which should be episode 65. Turkey. So we'll Turkey day. Yep. Yeah, Thanksgiving show. So turkey, turkey, see turkey, everyone turkey, then. Turkey. See you. Or turkey, actually, turkey. next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, meatballs are so nice. Ben, Ben, yeah? the other night I cooked a uh, sort of like meatballs, beef meatballs in sort of curry powder and some garlic and uh, lemon juice, and it was so good. And then I made a stir fry out of it. Oh, my God, it was good. It was so Your good. Your recipe will be available on well, com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the show notes. <laughs> Do you know what, what gets me on these uh, cooking programs? It's so annoying when instead of saying... Instead of saying pour it in, they sort of drizzle it in, or uh, or instead of instead of you know sprinkle it in, it's take a pinch and slap it in. It, they bam, use bam. Huh?
They just use stupid Dude, words. Spam. It's so annoying. Dash. Yeah, a dash. Just a dash no, it, it, you know. just a, Well, no, it's just to make it seem so much more exciting and elegant than it actually... Well, yeah, that, it would be pretty it, boring if they put, is. put it in the bowl. Not that it, it is, but if they said, okay, put it in the bowl, put it in the oven. Slam exactly. it in it's the It's just, oven. you know, it's, enthousi- it's theatrics. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do but a 360. Jamie, have you finished your... Slam it in the oven. Have you finished your Lucky Charms yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I've still got, like, a box left or something. I have been eating them for breakfast, like, 